Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. And I'm super delighted to welcome back on the program the one and the only, Sadia Asmani. Sadia, it's good to speak to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. What a humid day it is today. It is. And, you know, I know we talk about the weather all the time, but it's true. Um, I just think it's... um, it's almost December and it's still really, really warm. So you got your wish. I'm sure you're happy. <laughs> no. Well, um, we have ups and downs. Like, you know, sometimes it'll suddenly get warm. Sometimes it's cool. It's fine with me. A little bit of variety. So I've got my sandals on today, so it's all right. <laughs> anyway, I was just thinking, okay, now Chinwag today. Um, I My thoughts were like people I'm seeing in the streets and in shops and things, lots of things to do with Christmas now. And uh, people are thinking about, you know, buying toys. And if you've got kids, obviously kids get all excited. And I saw an interesting article the other day and they said, and the the heading was something, they want toys to get their children into Harvard. And uh, and I thought, oh, this sounds quite interesting. And it was really about the fact that, you know, lots of toys we buy as parents, um, you know, the toys are the intention to actually cram learning into playtime. And um, so how many times, you know, when you are buying toys, are you thinking, mm, is this going to make my child a lot more sort of intelligent? Is it going to get them into Harvard or Stanford or wherever? Um, and in the article, the, the guy who was writing this actually said that, you know, his child was about to start nursery or something and he was he went into the child's room just to go through some of the things that were had accumulated over the years and um, then he found like 13 floor puzzles including several meant to teach the alphabet um, two sets of magnetic tiles along with dozens of figurines and matchbox cards right xylophones and tambourines to foster musical ability and finger paints to inspire artistic creativity and he also found four logic games a speaker box that could play mozart an endless duplo I think you're probably yeah, familiar. Yeah, with we Duplo. like Duplo. Um, it's kind of like the big version of Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lots of these crazy things, but also Fisher Fisher Price's meditation mouse or something, <laughs> right? And and basically the figures are that American families spend on average of around six hundred dollars per year on toys. A typical ten-year-old in the UK may have possessed or about two hundred thirty-eight toys in their short life, totaling about six thousand. Pounds. And it said that, you know, in the 20th century, toys were increasingly marketed and purchased for the purpose of building better brains in order to build more competitive and successful grown-ups. Wow. Did you think of that when you're buying your children's toys? Sometimes. I mean, definitely since we had uh, Kippa, uh, who, who's got hearing loss, we, we, we definitely focus more on uh, toys that were educational. And, um, you know, back in the day, we had those toys where you'd press and then they'd pop up. They're making a comeback because they're the cause and effect toys, which we don't, I mean, I'm talking about seriously baby mm, toys. But, mm. but, I mean, when I was little, we only got like a, a, a dolly. And, but, well, yeah, well oh, when I was little, you just said, go outside and if you've got a couple of boxes and a couple of paints and this and that, make your own toy. Well, exactly, and I think that's a that's a that's the best thing because they're using their imaginations, and a lot of time, a lot of the times, you buy them a nice Christmas gift. All they're interested in is the cardboard box. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it's true. They do say that actually. After a while, kids tire of it, and then they go back to the box. It's like it's like when you see cats or and the dogs rapper. playing, and they go and play with all of that stuff. But they say sort of age five and under in recent decades, the market brands like things like Baby Einstein, oh, Baby, Baby Einstein. Gen- yeah. Genius, Fat Brain, and by two thousand. 
2020, the broad category of education toys was making nearly $65 billion, which is extortionate, isn't it? And and it's supposed that figure is is forecast to double within the decade. And it says that toys that teach, like from speak and spell and see and say, now um, now there's also this things about learning to code robots. Um, and again, like this thing goes back to people are just trying to cultivate this interest in toys and to get the kids kind of for thinking them to learn through yeah, play. To learn. Yeah. Um, and it says, and then you know Fisher Price, they said creating a line of toys um, can sometimes take a couple of years for for instance at fish prize they said that you know they actually own like a six billion toy conglomerate with Mattel since the early 1990s, right? And how they actually make these toys is they use like trend reports, which help them to set a design. And then uh, they form a kind of color palette and a personality for each toy. And every every offering must be toyetic, which means it translates into English as cute and easy to market. Right. Toyetic. Um, toyetic. <laughs> and children start making their own purchasing decisions around the time that they enter primary school. Hmm? So your kids yeah, are now going to say, know. no, mommy, I don't want this. Yeah. I oh, want this one. I want this one. <laughs> All right. And then, but from, for nursery age toys, adults are still really very much in, in terms of they're, they're involved in the whole buying of, of, you know, nursery school things. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going on, it says the mid-20th century, beginning in the 1960s, researchers studying laboratory cats and rats found that mammals needed relevant stimulation early in their lives in order to develop crucial faculties such as sight. So, you know, all of these things they were looking at when they were designing, um, you know, toys. Over the next 30 years, the belief took root that we have to stimulate young children's brains through toys and things like bilingualism and bark. We remember there was this time where people would play classical music to the womb. and They'd have they it still do. They do. Yeah. And they think, no, no, this is an education that, you know, we're building all these things in their heads. Um, and then, so, you know, it just varies. But they say that things like major trauma and extreme sort of deprivation can cause kind of lasting damage in young children. And it also turns out that sort of positive early experiences, such as nurturing care, can mitigate that harm. So, you know, this is where there's so much kind of attention placed on how the brain is developing and how the toys may actually help and stuff. So interesting thing. So so when you're buying, you are thinking of kind of educational toys. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there needs to be a good mix. I mean, we do have some toys which are educational, but I think uh, at the end of the day, toys that are like computers and, and little mobile phones that teach you the numbers and the alphabet, it's very, it's not very interactive. They're just sitting there and they're just playing with that mobile phone that says one, two, and they learn that. But then the best thing is just really interaction mm, with the adults. Mm. And also we, I mean, something simple like dollhouse. I mean, I'm not a therapist, but when we do bring the kids for speech therapy and, and whatnot, really just playing on that fantasy play is the most important. Mm. Buying them a dollhouse, even if they're sitting yeah. by themselves and they're imagining the different characters. Um, and that's why Duplo and Lego is so much fun because they really build whatever that they want to build um, rather than a, a computer, a toy computer that just is 
giving um, you the noise. Exactly. You, you got it spot on yeah. because that's exactly what they say. Um, they said that, you know, after watching kids play with more than 100 different types of toys, the researchers concluded that simple, open-ended, non-realistic toys with multiple parts, like a, land, like a random assortment of Lego, inspired high-quality play. And they said, while engaged with uh, such toys, children were more likely to be creative, engage in problem-solving, interact with their peers, and use language. Um, they also, uh, researchers also said that electronic toys tended to limit the kids' play. A simple wooden cash register in our study inspired children to engage in lots of conversations related to buying and selling. But a plastic cash register that produced sounds when buttons were pushed mostly inspired children to push the buttons repeatedly. Um, so best new toys are the best old ones. So sticks and blocks and dolls and sand that follow no sort of pre-programmed routines. There you Absolute. go. Okay, that, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that, that, that's the types of toys that we, we try to stick to. Um, um, of course, wood is better than plastic because it's better for the environment. But there's one more thing about Lego is that it's so hard these days to buy boxes of Lego which are more open-ended. If you mm. look at the boxes, they always, you're building a spaceship. A, a, a particular thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, it's not like before when we were little, it's just a box of Lego yeah, yeah, and yeah. they give you an instruction, but it's more open-ended. So that's a shame. I mean, we still play Duplo. Um, we, we still build Duplo, um, but then a lot of them is just frozen castles with Elsa and Anna. Um, and those are the characters, which mm. kind of, you know, when, when the girls have watched Frozen already, these are the characters. That, so it's less open-ended. Well, I think now so much of it is it's driven by merchandise. A merchandise yeah. Because, you know, the moment you've got a big Hollywood film out or something, you know, Walt Disney, then they kind of work with Fisher Price and they say, right, we're going to give you these things. But it's exactly. really, it's a bit of brainwashing going on here. I just think, feel that kids, like you said, really just need a big box of bricks, lots of colors, lots of different shapes and sizes. And to, to go uh, to go sort of wild with their imagination, to be able to just use that and do what yeah, they want with it. You hit the nail on the head, exactly, you it know? is that. But because, I mean, we did that. You, to tell you the truth, I remember as a child, this sounds really sad, right? But as a child, I remember, like, my mother, um, They, uh, my, my parents didn't had a new kitchen, right? So the old kitchen, which wasn't, there was nothing dangerous in it. It was just, like, like cupboards knives and, stuff. and uh, yeah no i like it was just empty like it was just boxes and it was doors and things like that and they put that outside in the garden until they could dump it right oh and it was just fantastic we just made a castle out of it we went in we did this we did that and it was great fun yeah and and hours and hours of entertainment and when it was chucked into the the you know the skip or whatever um it was so sad to see it go because we just enjoyed it Exactly. You know? Yeah, the kids love it. I mean, we, we, we will let them play with blankets and we open umbrellas at home. Yeah. I know that's maybe bad luck for some no. people, but they build forts yeah. and castles and yeah. that is the most fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's it. <laughs> so anyway, it said three years ago, that's the last bit, the American Academy of Pediatrics felt it necessary to warn against the proliferation of electronic sensory stimulating noise and light toys. And they said they can be perceived by parents as necessary for development progress despite the lack of support 
supporting evidence. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, you know, if you're thinking of doing your Christmas shopping and you're thinking, oh, whiz bang, I'm going to buy one of those things that flash and I've got lots of batteries, etc., and that'll keep this kid busy for a while. I think, you know what? Just go and buy a nice box of Lego. Exactly. And, or um, a ball or, you know. Yeah, yeah. something that's... Uh, and also, you mentioned, like, Doll's House. That was one of my most favourite things when I was growing up. Yeah. And, and I used to like my mum used to sew and stuff too, and uh, so I used to have these little dolls and things. And I used to get all these little pieces of cloth, and I used to say, "Oh, I'm a fashion designer," and one point I wanted to be, um, and I'm going to make all of these things for my dolls. And yeah. it was great fun. And give me a little sewing machine, little kitty sewing machine, and it's great fun. Yeah, exactly. Those those were the days, um, and I think they are making a comeback. A lot of times, I think there's one that's a Scandinavian one, which is just a wooden blocks and and stuff so yeah definitely oh well sadia thank you so much for this week's chin wag and i look forward to more I, I, the thing is i love the chin wags that you pick as well because they're great for our listeners it's also very suitable for me and and for a lot of parents listening thank you so much for your You're time welcome.